special place in our heart. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Please open your Bibles to First uh, Kings, not Second Kings, but First Kings, chapter twenty-two. First Kings, chapter twenty-two. First Kings, chapter twenty-two. I want to look at verse forty-eight, right here at the end here. And this is the wonderful book of First Kings. It deals with the, the historical part, the kings of, of Israel and Judah. And we're going to look at a good king. Here's one of the good kings here, and that's Jehoshaphat. He was one of the good ones. And, and his heart for the Lord, his, his heart of integrity uh, shined forth. He wasn't perfect at all, but he was, he was better than the rest of that bunch that was coming up, man, in Judah. I tell you that he's one of the kings of Judah here. And I just want to look at a particular incident in his life because... In his life, his life, at least in this time, comes up an empty expectation. Here's a guy that's on a roll in his walk with God, his life with God, his rule as king of Judah. But he comes and there's a snag that comes in his life. And I believe it's very healthy. I believe it's, it's spiritually <laughs> beneficial for you and I to understand that, that everything we may reach for may not come back. No, it's not popular. It's not popular in the world today. It's not popular in Christendom today, where, where people believe you can have what you want. All you got to do is speak forth. If that worked, I would have flew a Learjet in here today. <laughs> believe me, because I want all I can get. The reality is, no, there's sometimes expectations come up empty, and there's a, there's a, a right biblical response where to have with that. Here's, here's, here's Joseph in his situation. Joseph at, here in verse 48, he makes ships or merchant ships, to go to Ophir. And he went there, there it is, for gold. He went there for gold. He heard there was a lot of gold there, and rightly so. The stuff's just hanging all out in the caves. Man, they ain't even got to excavate it. They can just go and just clack it off and take it and bring it on the ship's back. So he, who, who doesn't want gold? He goes after it. But look what it says here. But the ships never sailed, for the ships were wrecked in Ishion Geber. They were wrecked. They, they never sailed. They never got out into the water. They ran aground even before they got out. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word and the truth and how even in just this one verse, it gives us, Lord, a, an understanding. It gives us a perspective of knowing that, that even in or mostly in life, Lord, we're going to find our ships go out, but they don't reach their destination. They run aground. They wreck. But Lord, show us how we are to reason with you in these, these times. Show us, Lord, your perspective in empty expectations. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. It was our grocery store when I was a child. It was named Bargain Town. That was the name of it. It wasn't far from our house. My mother and I could walk there, and we did oftentimes. And we walked there in, in our little city to Bargain Town, and I always got the same sermon all the way there. Okay, boy, we're going into this store. We're not buying all this store. I don't need you touching nothing. Don't touch anything. You know, you got to prep. This, this prep would happen all the way to the store as we're walking. And I'd like, okay, 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 okay. And then, now here's the reward. My mother knew. And, and, and if you be good, you, you can, I'll give you a nickel for the, for the gumball machine. And that was enough. Some of you, nickel, what are you talking about? They're quarters. That's right. That's a long time ago. <laughs> And man, I did my best to be good. And, and the reward, my mom was faithful to her word. And my mom gives me this, this nickel. 
And she says, go, go ahead, Harry. Got to go home. Go ahead. And I take the nickel in my hand. I, I, was, I knew this process. I knew this procedure. I take this nickel. I stick it in the slot. And I know you, I know you got to turn this thing. The gumball is younger. This, this, is, this is before Instamatic motorized stuff. I turn the handle, and, and you can hear the gears grinding in it. It was turning, and she got, got, got Now I got to do one more thing. I got to open the hatch. Because if, if it didn't hatch, the gumball would just fall on the ground. It's gone. Can't. There was no three-second rule back in those days. If it hit the ground, it was dirty. And my mother sure wasn't going to let me eat it, man. She wasn't into that. Okay. So I got get the hatch, and I open the hatch, and lo and behold, there's no gumball. And the only reasonable thing I could do was cry. <laughs> the world had come to an end. I hit that latch a couple of times. No gumball. And it was full of gumballs. And my mother, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do wrong? I, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. And so often life comes up that way Amen. where you and I turn the handle of life. And we, and we do it pretty much to our best of our ability, everything right. But I turn the hatch and I don't, I don't get. I don't get. Joseph sends these boats out. It's interesting that, that these boats that they sent out to this place called Ophir. And that's where he's heading for. And they run aground. They wreck at this place, Ishyan Geber. This word Ishyam Bigar means this. It means, it means a place is just kind of just there. It's a place that just almost came out of nowhere. That's what the, the description of the actual area where it ran aground, where it was running aground. But it says the boats don't even sail. They don't even get out, pretty much. And they hit this, these rocks. I, I want to be able to do something for you and me this morning for the minutes I'm going to be up here. And that's just to encourage us, to encourage us to, to, really, to really look to God and empty expectations. I, I just want to be able to trust him. I want to be able to rely upon him. When, it, when empty expectations come, like personal goals, personal goals, my gosh, here we come to another end of the year, ain't it something? Yeah. And you think about the things you thought about that you, you made, you know, I'm, go, I'm going to do this this year. We're going to start that business. We're going to go back to school. I'm going to lose that weight. <laughs> I'm going to be so skinny in December 2016. And you got all, we have all these personal expectations and goals that we reach for, but we're coming down to four weeks away for a new year. And some of them we didn't reach. It's a book that God told you to write. It's a, it's a commitment God asked you to make. And we come up with empty expectation of personal goals. Not only personal goals, relationship desires. And nothing's wrong with that at all. Relationships are enhancing our <laughs> desires. And in relationship, in your marriage, in relationship with friends, you wanted that stuff to enhance and enrich. But, but you find out that as you send that ship out, man, it runs aground. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't sail for whatever reasons. Whatever reasons. Family matters. Family matters that you want resolved. This is, this is, we've gone long enough this way. We've had this issue long enough. This elephant's been in the room long enough. We're going to deal with this thing. But, but 
It doesn't get to it. You send the ships of effort and prayer that go out in this, and for whatever reasons, I don't know, it, it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. And then the last one I think about is, is career dreams, vocational dreams, or vocational goals, things that, that, that you want to enhance and enrich and be there. We All of us have those, even if you're in your vocational place in life. Even if you're in your career goal, there's always the enhancement, the building of that thing. Gosh, I remember that, that was one of the things, praise God, it was just this. That was one of the things that God really, really broke me in in my life, early in my life. I, my, in, in our high school yearbook, you're going to see ambition, firefighter. That's all I wanted to be. It was a fireman. That's all I wanted to be. And it was all that I desired for. And went, up, went down to the city fire department and told the chief, sign me up. And he looked at me and said, how tall are you? 1977. I said, 5'6 on a good day. <laughs> he said, sorry, boy. You got to be 5'7. And it was, it, was a, it was just a blow to a, it was just an empty expectation that was reached for. I sailed the ship in this desire. It was in the doggone high school yearbook. But until they released some kind of height requirements, man, it wasn't happening. It didn't happen for me. And through that, in the next coming years, I would come to Jesus. And now I fight some eternal fire now. You know? But I want you to think about yours. Because I know we as humans, if I don't let this lack of or this empty expectation not be resolved, if I don't let it be resolved, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to struggle. And good people like you and me struggle with, with bitterness, guilt, insecurity, because we send ships out and they wreck. And, 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 and we question God. We question ourselves. And what happens is we run a very dysfunctional at best Christian life because I'm always holding within me that empty expectation. My heart goes out to any, any women here who've suffered by miscarriage, had a miscarriage or something like that. Man, that that's, that's a deep one. That's a deep one when, when you can feel, you know, the, the baby there. And, and then the baby stops moving. And, and the doctor looks at you and you know something's wrong now. You're not going to deliver this baby alive. And life itself has... Things that we desire to deliver, desire to bring forth, but, but we don't get them. We don't, we don't get them all the time. There has to be something reason, and it's reason with God. Look at the screen, if you would. I think it's Job 13.3. Write it down in your Bible. Job 13.3. Here's a man who's going through some stuff, right? And here's one of the most powerful things that Job will say in his condition. Job said, but I would speak to the Almighty. You know, I really want to speak to God about this. <laughs> I really want to voice what I'm feeling to God. And he says, this, and here's my desire. And I desire in the midst of his condition, look what he says there, to reason with God. I desire to reason with God. He's not saying, like you and me may say sometimes, I desire to change God's mind. I desire to go in there with a fight and in some way, somehow convince God he's wrong. 
to miscarry our baby. He's wrong that I didn't get the promotion. He's wrong that the marriage broke up and allowed it to break up or whatever it may be for you, whatever it may be for you. We have to come to a place like Job comes here in chapter 13. He comes to a place of understanding, I got to go to God and I need to reason with him. Need to reason with him. Just three weeks ago, we, we, we said goodbye to probably one of the oldest members in our church, Willie, Willie Deloach. Willie Deloach was everything. I mean, you walk in the room, and just, it just lights up. It just lit up. And him and his wife, Celestine, was, was just a great, and she still is, and he was, and will forever be a great part and asset to our church. Celestine is a very strong woman. And she always was. She looked you in the eye and, and embraced you with confidence. And a little, little, little lady, but man, just a lot of spunk. But everybody has their expectation. And I got the call after this meeting with him a couple of days before. I got the call. He had passed away. He's there at the home. That was the best place to bring him. At the lung cancer, it was just too much. We just took him by lung cancer. And there he is, laying. There in the, in the bed that was brought in, and, and there's the Celestine, or Celeste, Celestine. And she she's, has her head, and she's hung over his body. And, and, and I've seen this before. I've seen this before. I asked the daughter, has the mortuary been called yet? And she said, yes, yes, Pastor. We, we called them, and, and, they, and we asked them to give us an hour. We wanted you to get here, and now, now they'll give us an hour. And I said, okay. So I just, let, I just let her. I just let her. And I'm not trying to be in control or saying I got all the experience, but I've seen this before. I'm going to let her, if you would, cry this out. There's, there's, and in this crying out, you, you expect a release. But, with, but Celestine was holding it in. Man, she was holding it in. Families all around, they're weeping, and grandchildren, children, great-grandchildren. And looking at this man, it's so a great peace. I mean, he's a great peace. The man knew the Lord. Man, time goes so fast. My gosh, these guys are going to be here in a little bit. And as soon as I can say they're going to be here, they come a little and they're there. They're there. I'm told the mortuaries, they're ready to retrieve the body. And I'm, darn it. So I go over to Celestine. I walk over to her and I put my hand over her. Because she's still laying down, laying over his body. And I said, Celestine, it's time for them to take him. And she hollered out at me, no! And it just the room just resonated with this no. And I went back and I said, yes. I said, I gave her a flower from people who brought flowers. I gave her a flower. And I said, I want you to do something. Put this on his chest and tell him goodbye. And it took her so long. It took her her 20, 30 seconds to finally let that little lily rest on Willie's chest. And then she sat back. And then she stopped again and said, no, I don't want him to go yet. And I said, it's hard when you have to tell people yes. And I said, guys, pick the chair up. Take her out. Let's do this. And I was, she was mad at me. But you know what? 
there's sometimes there's, there's release that has to come, not necessarily with force. God doesn't want to force stuff out of your hands. But sometimes thank God for, for people who will say it's time to move on. And I want to encourage you, because there may be something you hadn't taken the lily and laid it on it, but you still hold the bitterness because you hadn't reasoned yet. So you hadn't reasoned with God about this thing. Celeste is doing great now. Boy, a couple of Wednesday nights ago, she came to church. She said, I'm here, and I'm alone, and I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. He's with Jesus. He's with the Lord. Whatever it may be for you, whatever it may be for me, there has to be this reasoning. Reasoning. When, we say, when Job says here in uh, chapter 13, verse 3, reasoning, Job is talking two things. He's saying to reason is, number one, is to trust God. It's to trust God. Simple that. It's real simple. Not simple to say, but hard to do. <laughs> Trust God. It's to say, okay, you know what? He knows what he's doing. I'm going to let him do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let him do it. Not only to trust God, but the second part of this is to accept as God's will. God's will. I, what I can't change, I have to trust God that this filtered through his hands because he could have stopped this. Celine was, excuse me, Celestine was saying stuff like, I didn't pray enough. I should have prayed to God save him. It's my fault he's died. I said, stop saying that. It is not your fault. You love this man. And so often we, we want to take responsibility to take guilt. No, God let this filter through his hands. And letting it filter through his hands, we got to acknowledge it's his will. Along with the Bible, you know what taught me that? The show Little House on the Prairie, which I was an avid watching Little House on the Prairie in the 70s and 80s. Little House on the Prairie was, in, it was, Michael Landon wasn't even a believer, man, but he took believers stuff from the Bible and applied it in that show. It was amazing. Um, and it, was, it was always they came to this resolve, to this reason. It was God's will. It was God's will. The crop was messed up by the hailstorm, uh, the rainstorm. It was God's will. That the church burned down. It was God's will that the baby die. And that's how they got through. That's how they got over. And I think you and I need to really take Jesus' word in prayer. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And can I settle? And can I rest? And can I just let God's will be done when he decides to let a ship get wrecked in my pursuit for something that's valuable? like gold or precious, like a relationship. Man, I got to trust God. So to reason with God is to trust God and to accept God at his will. Now, now in this reason here, talking about Job here, this word he uses, this reason here, there's, there's times, there, there are multiple things that God wants to speak in this empty reason, or excuse me, empty uh, expectations. Here's what he wants to speak, and I hope you and I can hear him. Number one, he wants to speak, not yet. Not yet. And I need to be able to discern his voice when God is saying, not yet. Yeah, it will come. I promised it. But it's not yet for you. Not yet is hard because I'm in the microwave culture. I want it fast. And we all have that quick thing. God doesn't work fast. The only one God told to do something quickly was Judas. That's interesting about that whole concept just right there. 
Jesus said, Jesus, you know, do what you got to do. There's something about God saying, wait. And it, it doesn't help when a thousand years are like a day to God. So when God says, wait a minute, oh, gosh, it could be a hundred years. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything fast. He just didn't move that way. You see all through the Bible, he doesn't move that way. He's not rushed. And, and we need to be able to hear him say not yet, not yet in situations. Not only not yet, sometime he, he's going to say not, not here, not here. Um, here in this place in your life, in my life. There are things that are, guys, we, we believe it, we trust him. There are things that need to come at the right time and in the right place, not here. This is not where I want you to be. I want you to be at another place. Not yet, not here, not in, not in this time. Not in this time. That's a hard one. I know some people who won't find full healing from disaster, devastation in their lives. They won't find full healing here. They'll find it when they get to heaven. And when Jesus gives you that first hug, that's when you will be maybe healed. That's when you will be relieved. That's when you will find that peace you were searching for all your life. For whatever reason, God says, no, I'm not. I'm going to reserve it for heaven, not here for you, not here for you. And there are other things, not just hurts, there are other things that I believe God has all right, Christ has all right to say, not here to, be open to hearing him say that. Not yet, not here, not in this time, in this particular time, not with. I got I to gotta take the rebuke when God says, I can't give you this with this. This and this don't mesh. This and this doesn't come together. And we have a loving father who's very clear about the blessings. Promises are conditional. God is not Santa. Amen. I don't care if you're naughty or nice. He just gives the goodies out. God doesn't play that way. You'll see the blessings are conditional to compliance. To commitment, to submission, they're there. They're there. And God is, God is wiser than us not to put stuff in our lives and bring things in our lives. Let ships sail anyway when they will bring conflict, not with this. And then the last one, and this is the hard one, when God just tells you this ain't for you. And God's Kind of like our parents. I don't care about your friends. My mother would always, I don't care about your friends. But they going, I don't care about your friends. I don't care about you. You're my son. They're not my son. I don't care. And God comes as a parent too. Who not, in a, not, not to demean our lives or devastate our lives. But sometimes God, the reasoning, the reasoning that God wants to do is say, you know what? It's not for you. It's not for you. And I can tell you a lot of things in my life, and I know you got a lot of testimony in your life, that you had to come to the realization that God was saying no to you. God was saying no to you. Gosh, it was, um, let's do it this way. It was Abraham. It's in, it's in Genesis. Write this down. Genesis 17, verses 18 and 19. Genesis 17, verses 18 and 19. It's on the screen. Um, Abraham has promised a child. God made it very clear. The child will come through Sarah. And God says, I'm bigger than your age. Because they were some people. They were some old people. Okay? 
So, so Abraham looking at Sarah, looking at him, baby. And, and, and Abraham had already tried something about his own servant. His own servant pretty much being the, the one that would be kind of like a surrogate son, you know, or something like And God didn't have no idea to want to deal with that, no. And then, you know, Ishmael gets born. And Abraham, in verse 18 of chapter 17, has has the what? The, I guess the, the, the goal to say to God, oh, that Ishmael would live before you. You know, I know you, you said it was going to come through Sarah, but you know what? Look, look at Sarah, man. Look at Sarah, God. Look at Sarah. Now look at me. Look at Sarah. Now look at me. You know, back and forth. He says, you know what? I'm getting tired, God. I'm getting tired. Let Ishmael just be the one. And God says, no, <laughs> no, it's not coming this way. And what a great picture. What a great story. What a, what, a, what a great impression upon us when God is not willing to fudge at the deal. And there's a deal that God has made with you. There's a promise that God has given to you. There's a purpose and plan that God has for you. And he's not going to fudge it. He's not going to just, okay, whatever. <laughs> like young kids, oh, Whatever. God doesn't come up with that. He he doesn't have that in him. (laughs) He's holy, and in his holiness, he's loving enough to be able to say, no, I'm I'm just not going to fudge with this. I I, I have a way I designed this, and it's the best way, and it comes through, not Ishmael, but it comes through Isaac. I want to learn, and and I I want us all to learn to to accept in faith. I'm going to learn to accept in faith like the words of Job, the Lord giveth, the Lord takes away. Now, here's the hard part, darn it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> and that's somebody getting that out. <laughs> because I don't like it when he takes stuff away. But can I, can I rise up? Yes, let me tell you you can rise up. You rise up through grace. There's grace. I accept by faith, and I accept with grace. God, help me. Release. Help me release. Help me to release things that I wanted so bad. It's ingrained in my heart. Lord, help me say bye. And know that you have something else for me. You have something else for anybody. Where the ship is wrecked. These ships are not going to make it to the goal. And there are things in our lives that are not going to make it. And I think the reality of coming to that and trusting God in that. Man, like, like Abraham needed to learn to, is, is so good and so important. I, I know for me, and I'll confess this to you. I know for me, and it's, it's a funny because I'm taking that picture. I just teased about that picture of me looking kind of disturbed. And, and the fact is, it probably was about something. And it was just something that wasn't coming my way that I wanted. And then I'm not even thinking that I'm having someone snapping my picture. Because I can be just so disturbed, man. I can just mm, mm, smile. <laughs> we, we, we want more, don't we? We want more. And, and I, I got to learn. I'm telling you, I'm 58 years old, and I got to learn. And I want to learn it before I go be with Jesus. To say, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to be like Paul said. I've learned to be content in every situation, every circumstance. I can be abounding. I can be low. 
but he learned to be content. Gosh, I want to be that way. I want, I want to live in that, and there's grace available. Ability from God is available to help us live that way. Praise God we can't do it on our own. We can't. We can't. Let's stop doing stuff that God's supposed to do. That's one of our, 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 I believe, our greatest distinctives in Calvary Chapel is the grace factor. Is that we are what we are by the grace of God. We quote Paul's words in saying that. And we become and we live through God's grace that is so powerful. And it's so powerful. The Peanuts characters, they were playing baseball. And it was Charlie Brown's time at bat. And Lucy walked over before he hit and said, Charlie Brown, hold it. Everybody stop the game. Charlie Brown, we had a meeting. And we have decided not to say this chatter to you when you're up at bat. Like, you can do it, Chuck. You can hit it, Charlie Brown. Knock it out of the park, Charlie Brown. We're not going to do that to you. You know why? Because you can't do it. (laughs) And I say to Christians today, you can't be what God's called you to be in and of yourself. You can't do it. You got to let him do it by grace. And, And this whole releasing, this whole accepting empty expectations is a work of God's heart. Because I know it gets hard. Always expecting a little more. I had our goddaughter, six-year-old. Her name is Kinsey. Little hobbit. (laughs) Had a little birthday party at the restaurant for me. Had a great day. Brought a cake in. Kinsey decorated. You can tell Kinsey decorated. (laughs) Cut the cake. Gave everybody cake. And and, and I, I was semi-joking around when I said, okay, where's the presents now? Everybody line up. Where's the presents? Get in line. We ain't leaving here till I get some presents. And now Kinsey looks at me. And Kinsey takes her head and gestures around the table. This is your birthday. <laughs> this is all you get. <laughs> I hate getting rebuked by a six-year-old. <laughs> Be happy with what you got. This is what you get. <laughs> and so often God is saying, this is what you got. And, and, if, you, and if you look to me, it's enough. Amen. It's enough. It's enough because David realized this truth. And here's the truth. It's on the screen. Psalm 37, 25. Look what David says. He says, I have been young. And I know the second part. And I am now old. (laughs) David says, I was young and now I'm old. Yet I have never seen, I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his descendants begging for bread. Gosh, that's something that has to be settled in this reasoning thing, like Job 13, in this reasoning. We got to come to this realization because we all seen it, no matter if you're young or old, it doesn't matter, or in between. It is coming to this realization that God doesn't forsake people. And God don't let us be begging. God is going to take care of us beyond, beyond the empty, empty expectations Tawan, come on up. Would you and play behind me, would you, while I'm, while I'm talking here? I want to take the last couple of minutes and just let this massage in your heart. Because I, I, I believe the word is clear enough. The word is clear enough. This word here from, from Psalm 20, 37, excuse me, it is clear enough. And, and you and I know that the righteous 
Now, now, now let me share with something with you while he's playing behind me, because I want you to hear it along, just with, the, with, with worship. I want you to let God help you and I. Let's pray that God would help you and I, by his grace, to be convinced, first of all, number one, to be convinced that God is faithful. That God is faithful. I, I, I don't have any record of him being less than faithful. He's always come through. He is faithful so much to show and has shown forth his faithfulness. To you who are in this room today, and you might be in this room today, and please don't, don't, feel, don't feel intimidated. You might feel intimidated, but you don't need to. People, people here care about you. That's why you're here, most likely. If you're in this room without Jesus Christ as your Savior, first of all, you know that. But here's, here's a faithful God. He'll save you right where you are. And it's through Jesus Christ and his blood that was shed on the cross. You can claim faith in that act, in that act, and find eternal life. That's what I told Willie's kids at his memorial service. I said, you guys want to see your daddy again? Then it's only by way of Jesus Christ and you accepting Jesus that you're ever going to see him again. And for anyone in this room today, the great faithfulness of God to save us is offered through Jesus Christ to you right now. At this very moment, 1132 and 43 seconds, you're hearing the greatest news you'll ever hear. Man, this is better than the lottery, man. It says you can have eternal life because there is a hell. There is a hell. And I know people have told you to go to hell before. I'm sure people told you that. But you don't have to go. <laughs> you don't have to go. You can have eternal life in Jesus. And see, the only ones that are laughing is the people who are already saved. That's right, because I ain't going. Hallelujah. And you ain't laughing because this little chubby minister that now was funny, now he ain't funny no more. <laughs> Accept Jesus Christ today and, and, and have eternal life. That's what, that's what Pastor Tim would want me to say to you today. And I said that because I believe it too. Number one, God needs to help us to be convinced he's faithful. Number two, we need to set our life toward righteousness. I, I, I really need to say that because we're in a world today that fudges what is right. They, they, they skirt the line to what is right. And, and that kind of stuff has infected the church in a lot of ways too. I, I, want, I want to live and you want to live in the righteousness of God that number one comes by way of Jesus Christ, but also the right order of living. Right order of living. That's why David says here, it's a clarification here. Who are the ones that are not forsaken? It's the righteous. It's the righteous. Man. It's people who, who don't get it always right, but they want it right. Yes, yes, yes. They, they, they hunger and thirst, like Jesus said, for righteousness. Yes, yes. The last one, rest in the fact that your children's future is secure nor his descendants begging for bread. I told Willie that. Don't worry about Celestine and the kids. They're going to be fine. With the legacy you left in the faith, they're going to be fine. And you and I need to be able to release that too with security and know that. But the reality is, man, so often in life... So often in life, 
I, I, it, I come up short. The boats get hit by rocks. Don't have enough. Reach in the pocket of life and pull out nothing or not enough. There was a knock at the door of this man's house. And he was, he was laying on the couch and he got up, opened the door. And there was this Girl Scout, had a full Girl Scout uniform on, a little bitty girl. And she said, had the cookies, man. She, and she had, her, she had her presentation down. She, that girl, sir, we got these different flavors. We got this. We have that. And they go for a good cause. And this goes to this. And would you like to buy some today? She was good. And this man was filling into his pockets while she was talking. And here's a grown man who came to the realization he didn't even have $2 to give this girl. Times have been difficult, whatever. But also there's a contributing laziness on his factor too. And overspending, not doing the right thing all the time. And, and all he thought he could do to her, and he did it, was to lie. Oh, we got a bunch of cookies already. Thank you. Some little girl just already beat you too. You know, but thank you. And you did great. And I thank you for, and she was so gracious. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you for your contribution. Closed the door and he walked back to the couch. He realized he lied to a child. That's, that's what his life has come to. Lying to a child because of his own lack of discipline and diligence. And before he got to the couch, he fell on his knees and he said, Lord, help me never to come up short like that again. And God began to work in his heart and work a plan that this man, every time he reached in his pocket, he had something to give. And this ain't about money. This is bigger than money. It's talking about giving life to life. And everybody in this room has an opportunity to come up with something for God's glory. Worship team, come on back up. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that all of us have an opportunity. All of us have the ability to, to give back to life, to give to life. And Lord, this has to do with words. It has to do with, with resources. It has to do with 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 discipleship, everything that we pour into, bring into life. Lord, I pray that we would all just trust you and look to you, especially at times of empty expectations. Father, I pray for those who are here today who have never trusted you as Savior, that today would be the day that right where they sit, they now call out, they reach out to Jesus and, and, and trust him as the Lamb of God, the Savior of their souls. Let your blood wash them now of all their sins. And for us who are Christians, may we continue to live on and step up to all that you called us to be. That we don't get derailed because of empty expectations. Man, Joseph, that was a good one. But, but this gold wasn't meant to be in his house. Help us to realize that everything we want, we don't get. The Lord giveth, the Lord takes away. Blessed be your name. Thank you for Calvary Chapel Richmond again. Thank you for this wonderful place that you granted them. May Pastor Tim 
and the rest of the staff and all these members always stand up and go forth in your holy name that when you return or if we go pass away and see you may they hear good and faithful good and faithful servant thank you for this church for these people thank you for our salvation in Jesus now may your grace mercy and peace reside with all of us